Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Believers have God's promise that when we faithfully obey Him and don't give up, we will enjoy the very best returns. Let the Lord encourage your heart as Joe Vasek, pastor of Northeast Baptist Church of Danbury, Connecticut, urges us to stay the course. God is a triune God. He is one God in three persons. That's not an easy concept to comprehend, but it's certainly a concept that believers ought to ask God to help us comprehend. Though the word Godhead used three times in the Bible definitely implies that God manifests himself in multiple persons, the word Trinity is not found in the Bible. Still, the Bible description of one God in three persons is undeniable. We find all three persons of the Trinity in Genesis chapter 1. Verse 1, in the beginning, God, that's God the Father. Verse 2, the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, that's God the Holy Spirit. Verse 3, and God said, that's Jesus, the Word of God, as confirmed in John 1, 1 through 3. We find all three persons of the Godhead active throughout the Old Testament. We find all three persons of the Trinity present at the baptism of Jesus. God the Son is being baptized. God the Holy Spirit descends upon Jesus in the form of a dove. And God the Father speaks from heaven. This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. All three persons of the Trinity are mentioned in the Great Commission, Matthew 28, 19, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. They're mentioned together in 1 John 5, 7, for there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost and these three are one. The best illustration of the Trinity is man himself. In Genesis 1.26, God said, Let us make man in our image. The us is the triune God. Verse 27 says, So God created man in his own image. Just as man is comprised of soul, body, and spirit, God the Father is the soul of the Godhead. God the Son is the body of the Godhead. And God the Holy Spirit is the spirit of the Godhead. In the Old Testament, God the Father was the primary agent of the Godhead who dealt directly with mankind on earth, though he wasn't referred to as God the Father until the New Testament. During the life of Jesus, God the Son was the primary agent of the Godhead who dealt directly with mankind on earth. And now, in the church age, God the Holy Spirit is the primary agent of the Godhead who deals directly with mankind on earth. In all of our interactions with God, it's important to know the role of each person of God's Trinity. For example, in God's work of redemption, it was the love of God the Father that gave His Son to die for our sins. It was the obedience of God the Son that caused Him to die in our place. And it was the life-giving power of the Holy Spirit of God that raised Jesus from the dead. In the saving of a soul, it's God the Father who forgives and with whom the sinner is reconciled. It's God the Son who is the propitiation, the peace offering between man and God the Father. And it's God the Holy Spirit who convinces man of his need of salvation. In prayer, we pray to God the Father because it's God the Father who answers our prayers. We pray through Jesus in Jesus' name because it's Jesus who mediates for us in prayer. And we pray in the Spirit. He leads us in what to pray for and intercedes for us, helping us to pray according to the will of God. God the Father is in heaven. God the Son is at the right hand of the Father, and God the Holy Spirit lives in the body of every believer. 
A.W. Tozer said of the Trinity, God is never anywhere present without the other two persons of the Trinity. J.M. Pendleton wrote, It is our privilege to consider the love which has been lodged in the Father's bosom from eternity as expressing itself in the gift of His Son. To contemplate the Son as pouring forth His soul unto death, thus procuring redemption by His blood. And to rejoice in the work of the Spirit in renewing the heart, sanctifying the soul, and fitting it for heaven. John Gill stated, Though there are three distinct persons in the Godhead, there is but one nature and essence common to them all, which is jointly and equally possessed by them. And John Owen declared, There is order in the divine persons, but no inequality in the divine being. As believers, it's important on one hand to be sure to acknowledge the role of each person of the Trinity and not proceed as if the identity of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit doesn't matter. At the same time, it's essential that we see all three persons of God's Trinity as one God, not three separate gods. When we define God in a way that's contrary to the Bible, we're shaping our own God, which is idolatry. Why is it so important to know and understand each person of God's Trinity and to deal with God on the basis of His triune nature? One reason is that that's how God introduces Himself to us. Another is that that is God's identity. Who God is ought to be important to every child of God. And since God tells us how He interacts with man through each person of His Trinity, the better we understand God's Trinity, the better our interactions with Him will be. I am Holdeman wrote, The Bible teaches in a thousand ways from Genesis to Revelation that God is one being. And in this undivided and indivisible being, three distinct persons perfectly and divinely subsist. The denial of the Trinity is something more than the denial of a theological definition. It's a reaction which destroys the whole Bible scheme of redemption through the death of Christ. Christian, your amazing God wants you to know more about who He is in each person of His Trinity. Stay the course. We pray that today's program was a blessing to you. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at staythecourse at nbcdanbury.org. God bless you. So dear Christian, stay.